Yeah, so yesterday was a really, really rough day. And, uh, and, and we have those once in a while. And, um, I mean, I trust God for all the things that need to be done. But, uh, in essence, it just gets really hard. Life gets hard sometimes. Uh, and we have to recognize that in all of our, uh, in all of our dealings that God does, um, have, have deep, deep love for us. But at the same time, we do have emotions. We do have feelings that we go through right now is probably, probably, hi, Tori, probably the, the deepest, hardest, uh, season I've had in about a year. So, um, I remember this time last year, I was, um, coming out of a very, very deep, uh, de- depression and nervous breakdowns. And, um, you know, and so you just gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep moving. Um, just trying to make it through sometimes each day is really difficult. I don't know what you guys go through. You don't know what I go through. If I were to tell you everything that I would go through, I mean, my goodness, many, uh, many of you would just flip out, but you know, um, dealing with insurance companies, dealing with issues, uh, and things like that. So, um, I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to whine, but I want to carry on with what we talked about. And, uh, you know, I can only do this when, when I really feel the presence of the Lord. And yesterday, I mean, I know his presence was here, but I just could not sense his presence and I didn't have his mind, uh, at that moment to share anything. So that's why I didn't. So here we are. Uh, anyway, let's go back to Haggai 2.19. We kind of, uh, started something like that a few days ago. I think it was Tuesday. Um, he says, uh, in Haggai 2.19, um, Well, actually, let's go back to 18. It says, uh, Do consider from this day onward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, from the day when the temple of the Lord was founded. Consider this. Is the seed still in the barn, even the, including, even including the vine, the fig tree, and the pomegranate, and the olive tree? It has not borne fruit. Yet from this day on, I will bless you. Um, you know, you, we, we have things in our lives, we go through things in our lives, and I want to talk about this uh, uh, at, uh, for a while. I want, I'm going to spend some time here today dealing with this whole, um, this whole deal of Haggai 2.19. Um, you go through wilderness, you go through hard times, you go through times when God just seems distant, okay? And you have to recognize that, um, that his, he's always present with you. Sometimes he feels distant and you can't rely on your feelings. I get that. But sometimes he just feels different. And, uh, and, and this is what we want to, uh, kind of discuss. It just feels, you know, hard. Sometimes life is hard, man. I get that. And, you know, you go through, you go through seasons. I mean, like in California, um, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about shutting towns down again. Um, you know, and even in rural areas where there's no spike in, in COVID that they're, they're talking about closing areas down. Um, again, regardless of the issues as to the reasons why, which I'm not here to discuss. But, um, you know, so people are getting even more discouraged than they were before. And, um, <clears throat> and so I want to deal with it. Now, believe me, when I'm talking, when I'm talking, I'm talking to me as well as talking to you. How you doing, Casey? Hi, Jess. And, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm talking to me also. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me. Uh, so I'm not going like this because there's always three pointed back at me. I'm kind of going like this, sharing my life so that hopefully uh, you can grab some stuff too. So he says here, consider from this day onward. In other words, you have to put in a stake in the ground and say from this day, today is the last, you know, from this day, I can mark this day on the calendar that from this day onward, um, things are going to go well. I mean, uh, God is with me. And I mean, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter what, what you've been feeling or, or the mistakes you made in the past. God is bigger than that. And you have to know that, that God is bigger than the mistakes. And, uh, and some of us get, and I'm one of them, some of us get uh, so caught up in the mistakes that we forget that God is bigger. And that doesn't mean that God just kind of walks us through or, or, or just kind of like turns a blind eye to it. But God is able to take care of the situations. You can't leave a big enough mess that God's blood, the blood of Jesus can't handle. You just can't. Um, you know, you just have to want to. Uh, that's, that's about it. So <clears throat> he says, consider from this day onward and you mark, you mark a specific day on your calendar. If you want to mark it the 9th of June, uh, sorry, 9th of June, 9th of July, 2020, as, as that day, just mark it, just put the stake down. No, God promised that from this day forward that there will be, you know, that I will walk in abundance. I will walk in blessing. I will walk with his anointing like never before. Today's a brand new day. Jesus said his mercy, or God says in the, in the, I think it's the Psalms. He says his, no, it's in Lamentations. His mercy is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. So we got this thing here. It's uh, in verse 19 in chapter two of Haggai it says, is the seed still in the barn? And a seed is usually um, just the word, you know, like we, we read that, you know, a certain sower went out and sowed seeds. Some of it fell by the wayside, some of it. Did. And, um, and, and the seed usually represents God's word. When you see the word seed in the Bible, it represents the word of God. And that could be a prophetic word that was given to you. It could be um, pretty much, you know, the, a, biblical, a Bible verse that God gave you. <clears throat> Sometimes you have to put those words on the shelf until they happen. Like I had a lady back in the early, in the mid seventies that prophesied that I was going to be leading worship on a piano. Now I played the guitar. I didn't play the piano. And, um, and then so 20, about 20 years later, 18 years later, uh, I'm playing a keyboard in the middle of this uh, open area between apartment buildings, a little, that little park area. And I opened my eyes and there were hundreds of kids and every window was full of people as I kept singing um, worship songs. So that was the fulfillment of that prophecy. And, uh, and sometimes you have to put your prophetic words on the shelf. You have to put them in the barn until it's time. Because remember, I talked about in, in, in one session, uh, I talked about... Um, seasons in our life and and you have to know what season you're in uh so that you don't do something like you won't harvest in the winter time you don't uh, plant seeds in the in the in the fall you 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 plant them in the springtime so that they can bear much harvest and um and then so the seed goes in the barn usually at harvest time right after the harvest you take your seed and you put it in the barn it's supposed to feed you through your winter and uh and so you have to take the word that God has given you and, and, and you have to make it work, 
uh, through your winters, through through what goes on in your life, and and uh, and so that you can continually eat and be encouraged. I, I tend to um, not shun it, but I, I kind of tend to forget to do that, and then I walk around discouraged because I forget. And we read in Lamentations uh, chapter one. I'm going to read it again. Lamentations 1 9 says her uncleanness was in her skirts and she didn't consider her future. She didn't consider her destiny. She forgot the word that God had given her. Whether he gives it to you through, through the mouth of a person or through the Bible, like the verse will pop up out of you. I, that, that means something to me. Um, you know, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's the word of the Lord. It could even come from somebody who's not even saved. They could say something. That happened to me yesterday. You know, somebody just walked up to me out of nowhere yesterday and just said, you know, I just kind of, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but you need to be encouraged. It's not going to last forever. I'm like, wow, you know, uh, the, the, these things just don't last forever. Uh, you know, my, one of my favorite Bible verses is that it, it, it came to pass. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. Okay. So is the seed still in the barn? Is, is God's word from, the harvest season that you're eating now in this dark, cold winter, that, that, that is, is it, is it still in the barn? You know, is that what you're eating right now? Are you getting to the end of it? I mean, you just keep, keep having, having to eat that seed. Okay. And then he says, even including the vine. Now, I want to talk about the vine according to, um, some Old Testament rabbis and scholars. Um, I, I can't pronounce this guy's name. I'm going to try my best. Uh, his last name is, um, Tashian and, um, and, you know, from the Old Testament, he's a, um, you know, he's a Jewish, uh, uh, scholar. And he said, um, you know, he said, on one hand, you would be quite familiar with the idea of comparing people to vines and vineyards if you are, uh, in, in the, um, first century Jewish culture. You know, he says that Jesus is the true vine and his people were the branches. Okay. So on one hand, you'd be quite familiar with the idea of comparing uh, people to vines. So that's what they did. It says, uh, grapevines are a familiar site in Palestine. Um, your Bible, the Old Testament, frequently refers to Israel as being a vine that God had planted in Psalm 80 uh, as, 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 the Jews, uh, as the Jewish people will, will say their morning prayers. In verses 8 and 9, the psalmist there says, you brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it to take, uh, it took deep root and filled the land. You would know how God would, would, uh, you, you, you would know at this point that God brought Israel out of Egypt and planted him, Israel into the promised land. You have to read the words of the Hebrew. I, I love reading this stuff. Um, it says you have to love the Hebrew, uh, Hebrew prophets who likened Israel to a vine or a vineyard. You know, Hosea in chapter 10, verse 1 of Hosea, um, Israel was a luxuriant vine that yields its fruit. It meant that, it meant that Israel increased in prosperity. But he went on to say that Israel's prosperity, unfortunately, led to increased idolatry. The more the fruit increased, the more altars they built. Okay? You may have chanted the words of Isaiah, which says, my beloved had a, had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. That's, uh, Isaiah chapter five, verses one and two. You know, no doubt, you know, no doubt. Uh, Jeremiah, I planted you as a choice vine. So I'm just saying that you are this vine and, and sometimes who you are 
and, 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 and what you're all about uh, may still be in the barn. You haven't been noticed yet, supposedly. You, 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 you haven't been uh, brought to what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, maybe that's the case. Maybe you're still hidden. That's not the issue here. Okay, uh, you know, the, the, this whole vineyard thing and this whole vine thing um, to, the, to the first century Jew uh, is just a symbolic meaning. The idea was so prevalent in the first century that in one of his parables, Jesus expressly made use of the vineyard motif as a symbolism for Israel. And you can look at that in Mark 12, uh, 1 through 12. Jesus concluded that parable by saying that the owner will destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. In response to the parable, the religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus because he symbolized that he, um, uh, that he had told the parable against them. The symbolism of the vineyard was not lost to them. They understood. All right. And then so God sent these, 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 these servants, these, these caretakers of the vineyard and they blew it. And in fact, they even killed the son. Okay. Anyway, so that's kind of what the vineyard is. In the New Testament, a lot of times, Jesus said at one time in John chapter, I think it's 15, he said, he said, um, I am the true vine. You are my branches. So he's talking about people here. The, 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 the fruit of that vine is the fruit of the spirit. Okay. He is the new wine. The Holy Spirit is. Okay. <clears throat> but the vineyard and the vine itself represents you represents the people. And and even though you may feel like you're hidden, you're only hidden for a short time. And then he goes on to say this, the fig tree. The fig tree. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the fig tree for a second. I love the fig tree. The fig tree uh, is a picture of destiny and purpose. So when you see the fig tree, it's a picture of, of destiny and purpose. Remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree because it had no fruit on it, it just had leaves. It looked like it was fulfilling its its destiny, but it wasn't fulfilling its destiny. It was doing something it was distracted with. And God wants to eliminate that from your life. He wants you to fulfill your destiny. Well, even your destiny may be on hold for some reason. I don't know. Why would God hold our destiny? He because he wants to he wants to build character in us. He wants us to walk in the fullness of our destiny, not just in bits and pieces. Okay? And your destiny may still be, what, 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 so to speak, in this barn, in storage, ready to burst out. Maybe the purpose that you, you were supposed, maybe the purpose of your birth has yet to be done. My, the purpose of my birth has yet to be done. I'm convinced of that. At some point, uh, the discouragement, despair will leave, and then I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll get walking again. You know, sometimes you just, you know, you just have to go, you know, stop it, brush yourself off, and keep going. I'm talking to me now. Okay, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening, though. <laughs> okay, you can laugh. All right, so this fig tree is this representation of destiny and purpose. Okay, figs, you know, my, my grandfather, uh, my great-grandfather, uh, he died at 105, but when uh, my great-grandfather did. And um, he had fig trees, and when he died, my dad took a couple, planted them in our backyard, and we very rarely, in Jersey, very rarely ever got, um, ever got 
figs from this from these fig trees. I we had tons of leaves, but the figs were really small. I don't know um, if you know if we didn't prune them right. I, I didn't know how to take care of a fig tree, but um, but it just represents destiny and purpose. Your destiny and your purpose. You can read Psalm one thirty nine, where it says all the days of your life were written in a book before there was even one day of your life. That's just really cool. Yes, now is the time, Casey. And then you have the pomegranate. I love the pomegranate. Uh, have you ever, I mean, they're a pain in the neck to, to eat, but, you know, when you put, pick them off the vine, but it's awesome. Pomegranates are equated to human passions and emotions, for they often speak powerfully of our hearts and passion opened to our lover. Okay, it speaks of passion. Um, also, the pomegranate is taken from the word that means exalted. The temple pillars were adorned with these pomegranates. It's just like it's it's exalted. You, you know, humble yourself in the eyes of the Lord, and in due time, he will lift you up. He will exalt you in due time. Um, your time to be noticed may still yet be future. Okay? I mean, our, our uh, one of the leaders of our church, you know, the, the Bill Johnson, um, his time is now. Maybe your time, maybe my time is yet future. Okay, when 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 our passions and our desires and uh, you know for uh, for for part of our destiny, maybe that's yet future. Maybe still be be still in the barn, and but God will exalt us when it's time. He's not going to create an abortion of your life. You know, he's not going to put you out there only to have you get beat up. You know, yeah, we go through hard times, but he's not going to put you out there to destroy you. He's going to put you out there with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost with you. And then he talks about the olive tree and the olive tree, uh, you know, uh, symbolizes um, peace. Uh, it was the olive branch that the, that the uh, dove brought back to Noah on the ark. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's the olive tree that, that it's a symbol of peace. It's a symbol of unity. Maybe your shalom is, 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 is coming. Jesus is our peace. Maybe, maybe the anxiety and the stress that we feel, and we could talk all we want about this stuff. Come on, Casey, that's really, really good. Casey just said, despair, uh, despair you must leave. I release joy, peace, uh, perspective, Right now, in Jesus' name, fire, 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 amen. Whoa. So, so you have to understand all these things may still be in the barn. And I believe that, you know, that, that, that they're just getting ready to, to, to come out, but they're, they're, you, they have to go through their, their, their season. A new, a, a wine is not sold until it's fermented correctly. And God's not going to put you out there until you quote, fermented, um, uh, you know, fermented correctly. Big deal here. You know, I get frustrated sometimes. You know, Lord, why is this taking so long? And the Lord just says, not time yet. It's not time yet. And then he says this, it has not borne fruit. The olive tree hasn't borne olives yet. Uh, I remember here at Bethel, we have some olive trees around our prayer house. And I, I, I picked one and I, I tried to eat it and it was really nasty. 
and you know of course you spit it out but um it was really really nasty olive. but i've tasted good olives too you, you you shouldn't eat an olive before it's time man and he says he says and it has not yet borne fruit your destiny and your purpose may still be yet future of being revealed hang in there man you're gonna do it it's gonna it's gonna be okay This passion that you have for the Lord, keep pursuing him in it. And then he will exalt you in due time. It's really good. And then he says, yet from this day on, I will bless you. You know, and, and bless you there is, is, is more than just, you know, uh, pronouncing a blessing. Um, it, it, it's more than just happiness. It talks about abundance. It talks about completeness, fulfillment. Um, and that's really, really where God wants us at the moment. He wants us to know that he's preparing a table for us uh, out of reach of our enemies. You know, Bill Johnson shared this thing one time um, in church. He, he talked about um, this table, that, that this table of abundance that God was preparing for us it, out of reach of our enemies. And he says that whenever you look up and look around, you know, and you see your enemies and you start getting fearful. He says, all you have to do is just refocus your attention upon the host. That's Jesus. And as he takes your, as he takes that, all of a sudden you have your attention on him and they cannot touch you. They're just out of your reach. Hi, Hilda. And, 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 and so that they come from out here and they just look at they, and they look with disdain upon this good God. Actually, the goodness of God is a doctrine that really baffles everybody around them. Everybody around the believers have trouble, even believers have trouble with the goodness of God. It's not just a theory, it's reality, man. God loves you, man. God loves me. I know it's hard for me to say that right now. But sometimes you have to say it because it's true. I may not agree with everything people say, but if it's true, it's true, man. Come on. And God is good. He's good all the time. Everything he does is good. Everything he does is born out of love. And he's born out of love for you and for me. Are all these things still in the barn? Are you waiting for them to come out? And he says, but from this day forward, I, he said, will bless you. I will, will, will bring abundance upon you. And I'm not talking about the prosperity message here. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fullness of Jesus on you. It does include financial, um, financial, incre you know, increase. Financial provisions. It does include that. It does include the shalom of Jesus on your mind and on your heart, having your anxieties taken care of. Not everybody needs money, but man, all of us need peace. That's a good word right there. I think I'll hold on to that one. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's all we're going to do today. Um, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Um, I don't know exactly what time. Today is just... Um, 
you know, today's going to be pretty busy. Um, I had to go back. Uh, I'll just share this. Um, 